Welcome in, Defeating the Curse. From Washington, D.C., it's FP, LP, and Joe. D.C. is the center of the sports universe. Thank you for checking out this podcast. For those, I guess if it's your first time, I don't know what rock you've been under, but we're available across all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. But boys, let's get right into this. This is a big day in D.C. sports. We started off this morning knowing that Bryce Harper was coming back to face our Washington Nationals. If you listen to the last couple of podcasts, Stevie and I are, I think we were on the same page, uh, Matt DeMet as well, saying like, oh, he left and people should feel a little bad, you know, clap for him at his first that bad and then boo the hell out of him for the next 13 years, et cetera, et cetera. I've kind of changed my position on this. And, and look, we were all from this morning or from even maybe from the beginning of the season, this is the day that's been marked on our calendars. Everybody wants to see Bryce. We get the extra cherry on top that it's, it's Mad Max versus Bryce, which is amazing. In just a couple hours here, we're going to have that uh, that game live here in Washington, D.C. But on top of that, we get breaking news, I guess, late last night, early this morning, about potentially the Redskins trading uh, with the Cardinals to acquire a quarterback, which they desperately need. And I hope the three of us can get into that. But then on top of that, we get news a few hours ago that Ernie Grunfeld is out. He's out. He is no longer with the Washington Wizards. This is literally a day that we've dreamt about, LP. Uh, it's finally here, and uh, it really feels weird because, you know, we wanted this day to come, I guess, for several different reasons over the past several seasons. But here we are with a John Wall that's essentially, we don't know what he is anymore except overpaid. We have uh, Otto is gone and looked is looked okay for parts of this season. Uh, maybe better than he's looked, but he's looked better at parts of this season than he has in any of his seasons with the Wizards. Ubre, you know, you and I were on the same page. This guy was a stud and we really wanted to hold on to him, but he's gone as well. And Bradley Beal is, you know, you and I, I think are in unison on this one as well. The best player on the team for several seasons. But now whoever comes in here acquires, a, you know, a mixed bag of talent. But let's not get away from the big story, which is Ernie can no longer. Well, I was going to say he can no longer damage the franchise, but as we both know, his legacy is going to live on at least through the current contracts. But what was your first reaction, LP, when you found out Ernie Grunfeld was gone? Man, that was that's a lot to, to discuss here. Um, going back to Ernie, my first reaction was I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Ted basically at the All-Star break said, we, our goal is to win 50 games. Our goal is to make the playoffs. If we don't do those things, things are going to have to change. And Ted is the one owner here in D.C. sports that I can actually believe and that I, actually, I can actually have confidence in that he, he's able to run this team. Um, Ernie has done, I mean, 16 years worth of damage. I've you know, kind of went back and, and thought about all the horrible things that have happened from Andre Blotch to the Gilbert Arenas thing to the Javari Critton. Like so many different things. I mean, it, it's unbelievable how many things that that we we can name there. But I would actually say this past off season or this this past um, trade deadline was probably his best his best one. I mean, getting rid of Otto Porter. Yes, he, he's the one who gave him that horrible contract. But you know, at least you got rid of him. And then in return, you got a Bobby Porter's who's on a cheaper deal, who's actually serviceable. Um, and then a Jabari Parker who can score points, but you know it, he's here just to to make his his money for the next season. So I'm not surprised that that he's gone. 
Um, I'd be interested to see who they bring in. I know David Griffin. Um, is that his name? The, the guy from from uh, Cleveland. Uh, yeah, he what was he? He reported to LeBron James. There. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm su- Yo, I'm <laughs> surprised that you're. LeBron. I'm surprised that you you were. I'm surprised that you're surprised that Ernie w- was uh, was let go. Or I guess you're not surprised. I, I'm shocked. I, like Ted is loyal to a fault. I think that we've learned that about Ted Leonsis over the years. Like he's given him several opportunities to fix the mess he's made. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I, I'm not giving him kudos for trading away a guy he should have never signed in the first place. Like that's. That doesn't make any sense to me, um, but I'm still shocked that it happened today. Uh, I, I don't know if they were trying to bury the lead with Bryce being in town. They didn't want people to pick up on it, which is stupid. The, the, we don't live in the 1960s anymore where you can actually do that. But I, I'm still shocked. I think I think if we had put a bet or, or a poll up and asked people if they expected Ernie to be gone before Bruce, I think most people would have said Bruce because the Redskins have the, the, the more diehard following. The Redskins... Or, you know, this is still a football town, although the Caps have put a, I think, a sizable dent into that over the last decade or so. Uh, But the Wizards are the distant, uh, I mean, the distant third, maybe, I mean, they're the fourth best team. And I would argue that United maybe has a more passionate fan base as well, which I think has been documented on this show before in in the past. But I'm still shocked he's gone. I'm happy he's gone. Um, you know, but it, these contracts are going to continue to torment the, the Wizards for a couple more seasons, most notably the John Wall. Now, at the time he signed it, I don't think any of us would have said this is a bad contract the way we did with Otto Porter, knowing that, you know, Brooklyn had him signed to an offer sheet. I think it was a little bit closer to a 50-50 decision on Otto. I think with John, it was an 80-20. I think most people were in favor of giving him that contract. But the reality is Bradley Beal is the best thing you got. And whoever comes in here is going to have to decide do I keep him or do I trade him, you know, for a bag of goodies, basically LA, do I send him to Toronto? Do I send him to maybe San Antonio and try to get some talent um, and fill out this roster for a couple of seasons? Um, I I think it's going to be interesting. Um, But you know, Ted, I think, I think whoever interviews for this job is going to look at it and say, well, if Ernie Grunfeld was given 16 years to try to get it right, you know, what's, what's the next incoming GM's uh, runway going to look like? You think it's a minimum of four to five, knowing that you got these terrible contracts in place? Uh, no, I won't say terrible. Either you have these contracts in place and you really can't do your thing, or do you think it's shorter lived? I'll, let me let me interject, and I think a lot of it has to do um, with the Caps getting their championship. I think that kind of is what made Ted fire the gun essentially with Ernie because. He saw what a championship looks like, and he saw what continuity looks like even losing the coach. And I think he's now realizing just how important like a, a strong GM candidate is. Um, because as you see year in and year out with the Caps, they're doing moves that it doesn't matter what really happens, what injuries they have, whatever. They're kind of a consistently good team, and a lot of that goes to the GM. So like LP was saying, the writing was definitely on the wall for – uh, for Ernie to go and you heard that in the all-star break and I think a lot of that had to do with just seeing the Caps get their championship and seeing how they were doing with a brand new coach that kind of took over um, it was an inside hire but still but I, I would I would imagine Ted is going to be patient with the next GM um, but I think he's also gonna put the right people in place to help him get a correct GM. Like we don't want a Chauncey Billups or some former player BS type GM to come in here 
And I think we can all agree that Ted isn't the type of owner that would make such a idiotic move. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like what, you, I agree. what you can see is that the precedent was set with the Capitals. One, they set a new standard for sports in in this town, and Ted Leonsis happens to own three-fourths of the teams in this town. And then two, he's he's done this with um well, in 2014 with with McPhee. That was a that was a tough pill to swallow for the Caps fan base because absolutely the, the Caps mm-hmm. were a good team. I mean, we we weren't Stanley Cup champions, but for all intents and purposes, we were a pretty good team. And then to make that that change, bring in a new GM, not really start over, but you know, kind of rebuild while you're still pretty good, gets them to the to the cup last year. So um, I, I think that's what he's trying to do here and. You know, you got to give Ted props for for sticking to his word and doing it because uh, what did he just gave um, Ernie his extension? What was it a, a year ago? Two summers ago? Whatever it was, I'm sure two he, he, two off seasons ago. Yeah, I'm sure he still owes him a good amount of money. So for someone like Ted, who we know doesn't like to pay um, for no reason, to actually pull the trigger, props to him. Yeah, and so, it's a good uh, timing, too. Like, they definitely are going to miss the playoffs here, but now he's got the rest of the regular season and essentially all of the postseason uh, to evaluate, you know, potential hires for this position and maybe get somebody in place also before the NBA draft, obviously. Like, you want whoever comes in here. I would imagine whoever he hires, he's going to give them at least six years, six to seven, maybe even eight years, because he, he you got to give the incoming guy an opportunity to outlive the the contracts that he's inheriting most notably wall's contract uh but there's also some you know but beal i mean look beal is going to be if he makes the all nba i think he's also going to be eligible for a supermax um if he makes the all nba team which which he, he should. should he should and the wizards should sign him uh because he's he's arguably the best player uh and not just on the team maybe in the entire eastern conference he he is he's a stud guys period um you know it, it's it you can't i mean wall we don't know what we got but you know, it, overall, the lining this is a with, good thing. With Wall being out, is that we were able to see what Bradley Beal really can do, right? He's not just a two guard. He's not the second best player on the team. He's the number one. He's the. Uh, it was on a broadcast a few weeks ago where someone compared him to Kobe Bryant. I don't think he's he on that level. He is Kobe Bryant. He but is he can Kobe be Bryant. There. He he can get there. Like not Kobe matching. I'm not talking about matching him like from a persona and a whatever. And like even on court accomplishments, he's far away from from accomplishing what Kobe has with it when it comes to that that Mamba mentality and the the, the championships and everything else. But when you look at how teams had to plan for Kobe and what Kobe did for both the good Lakers teams and the bad Lakers teams over his tenure in L.A., Bradley Beal fits that same mold of a player. He's the guy who's going to not he's going to take the big shots. He's going to hit them more frequently than he misses them. He can handle the ball. He can bang around and 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 basically and go get dirty if he needs to. He can guard essentially three positions uh, on the court at any point in time. Like he's, I mean, he's in that rare two guard class, which in you know with other guys like like Kawhi Leonard, right, and um, and arguably like a Clay Thompson. Like it's a different NBA. So you know, Kobe, it, it's just a different NBA. But when people compare him. And say like, well, who does he remind you of? Maybe his playing style is different than Kobe, but that that mentality and that that ability to go get that one shot, I, I I see it. I personally I see it, and I want him on my team. I mean that that's ultimately the hill I'm going to die on. I want Beal here long term. Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind is uh, this was released like uh, two days ago. 
where the Wizards actually had an insurance policy on John Wall's contract. So up to 80% of his salary is going to be covered by that insurance contract or that insurance plan. So that doesn't give salary cap relief, but that gives them the opportunity to buy some players out that maybe they wouldn't have been able to do. That gave them the opportunity to maybe fire Ernie because he's got a little bit more money that he can pay him. Um, maybe that gives him an opportunity to fire Scotty. So that's no, you should, I, I, I want him to keep Scotty, but do the Redskins have that on Alex Smith's contract? I don't think so. No, I, I thought they did, but that again, it doesn't cover any salary cap relief, and that's really where um, you know. Where the are Redskins you guys, are by hurt. the way? I, I'm not sure whether to pivot into Caps talk or Redskins talk, but let's go Redskins for like go. two minutes or less here. Are you are you <clears throat> on the the trade with Arizona? Give up the 15 and, and bring Rose into DC. I'm on it. I like it. I LP. I I will say. Yes, as is long your as name LP? doesn't. No, I think I went to LP first because I know is, what is you're going to say. Uh, LP, LP got all the Wizards talk, man. Don't listen to LP. He's tired. He has a new kid. Let him rest. Just one word answer, LP. If they if they can give up the 15 and bring Rose into town, are you are you for it or against it? I'm 100 percent in. I don't think it'll even take that much, but I'm in. If, if yeah, it costs me too. 15, I don't think yes. it will. Yeah, I think I it'll be a second and a, maybe maybe a package of second rounders. But okay, FP, you, go ahead, go ahead. You guys are crazy. If you give up a first. For uh, Rosen, you're essentially Ernie Grunfeld. Like you, it's it would be the dumbest move a Redskins franchise can do. I, d- I don't see because how because you know Arizona I, doesn't I, I, want I'm that missing, I'm He's missing better something than Daniel here. Jones. He's better what? than Drew Locke. No, he's better first than of all, Wayne Haskins. First of all, he's better than he's better than Keenum. He's better than Colt McCoy, and he's you're, he's better than a one-legged Alex Smith. And you you're know what? assuming he's better. You're assuming no, he he's is better. better. I remember telling our buddy Dan, or my buddy Dan, you guys know Dan, but he's my buddy Dan. The first time I saw Rosen throw a ball for UCLA a million years ago in college, this kid is going to be awesome. I stand by my prediction from then. If we could somehow bring him to D.C., like that, that team was terrible last year. I mean, the Redskins were terrible too, but a 15th. Uh, you know, giving up a 15. I don't. I agree with LP. Look, I don't think it's going to take that that high of a pick to get him. But if you can bring him, and even if you stash him for a year, you have an actual talented player at the well, at the most important position in sports to get him where you want him to be. And by the way, he's working with a great co- uh, a great quarterbacks coach in Jay Gruden. I don't. I don't. Jay, this is not a bad move. Jay has already made it clear he doesn't want a developmental quarterback. He doesn't want to stash a player. He wants somebody to come in immediately. And play. And while I do think Rosen can do that, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. What I'm saying is Arizona would be crazy if they think they can get a first. DC would be crazy if we give a first. Because the way the draft is, is, is flowing right now and with all the free agency moves, you're, you could essentially sit still and get a real good edge rusher, a real good whatever other player, or see what quarterback falls to you we've been drafting edge rushers for two decades it's, and either it's they, the, they their biceps fall the apart most, or their legs fall apart it's Get arguably the most nonsense. position listen listen shut up shut up joe you cannot risk all of your draft picks on another quarterback we've we've done it over and over again i'm not saying don't take rosen take rosen but if it's more than a second don't take Rosen. That's all I'm saying. I, you guys can't stupid. get overhyped on Rosen. You cannot get overhyped on Rosen because Case Keenum is serviceable. Next year's draft, you have better options. All I'm saying is you you can't risk the farm. Listen, everyone, everyone, everyone is serviceable. Everyone is serviceable, but Rosen could be here for 15 years. 
What's all giving I'm up saying the farm? Don't giving, waste the first. That's all give, I'm saying. Don't. What are you waste talking about? First. Giving up the farm? You're giving up one pick. You gave up one pick for Josh Doxson. You gave up one pick for Preston Smith. All you I'm gave, saying is you you can get him without giving up your first because Arizona is obviously okay. So you're, you're about the him. value. You care about yes, the value. I don't, not, I'm not, not talking about, about the him. player. I'm talking about the, the the value exactly. Don't waste okay, the so, first. So if the skins were if they were picking at 25, would you be okay with it? They give up the 25th. Which is no, basically what Jason Campbell cost? No, because you can you can get him for a second because Arizona. No, that's not what I'm asking you. That's not what I'm asking you. What what give me a numerical value that you would be okay? Like what position? So their second round pick is I think the thirty fourth. Is that sufficient for you? Yes, that would be fine for me. No, Jeez, I, so difficult. I want another edge rusher. You just we have a bunch of edge rushers. We have a who, defense that. We have a you million people on defense. You, 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 got, you, need a you got Kerrigan. That's it. All you got is Kerrigan. No, we got the guy. The What's the Tampa? Bruce's guy in Tampa. What the hell's his name? I'm blanking on his name now. Who am I thinking of? The guy that got arrested and Bruce did an investigation. Like the, the thing. What am I Ruben thinking Foster. of? Ruben Thank Foster. You. Is not, he's not an edge rusher. Whatever. He's whatever you want him to be because you're paying him <laughs> nothing. Okay. Okay. Enough Redskins. Enough. 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 Can yes, we talk about the caps it. for one second? Do Let's it. talk about the caps for a second, okay? No, I'm not done. I'm not done talking about this because FP is wrong and you got to do it. I'm okay, not I'm saying not don't get Rosen. I'm just saying don't give up your first. That's I'm saying all I said. You do whatever you need to do to get him because he's better than at least two out of the four top. So four you're you're telling me if Haskins he's drops to the fifteenth, if Haskins drops to fifteen, you'd to. still rather have him. He won't. He won't. It's very possible not, he could. It's not possible. It's now you're in La La Land. It's All not possible. Are it's also more realistic that the Giants make a move for Rosen than than the Redskins. Well, okay, the fine. I, I'm just. I don't put a lot of. I don't put a lot of value in Bruce making a wise decision with 15. Sorry. Get all so, you, so you admit it's a not a wise decision. No, I'm admitting that yeah, I would rather have a, a known commodity at a skill position. We don't that we can. If Rosen works out, okay. Let's just say. You go. You fast forward ten years, and you basically get. Uh, let's say, I, I'm I'm tempted to use Alex Smith here, but let's say you get Philip Rivers type production out of Rosen for the next fifteen years. He's not worth a fifteenth overall pick. Of course, he, he is, is. But there's a very good chance that you're gonna get a uh, Alex Smith. I, he'd still be worth it. No, that, he was a good, the first overall. There's pick. a good chance that he actually is the bust that you saw. I I know he's not, and the numbers show. That he's not yeah, really the bust not. that he was last year. But there's a chance that he could be. That's all I'm saying. Maybe so we just, okay, don't waste maybe your we first just agree to disagree here. No, 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 that's nonsense. He's, that's he's, what he's women worth, do. He's worth the 15th <laughs> pick. He's not worth the 15th. Only for the reason that you know the Cardinals don't want him. If the Would Cardinals, you make, but what he's, makes, he, Oh my god, you're, you're caught up on the think, wrong thing here. You're the guy who won't buy the car because it's Fifty dollars cheaper on the other side of town, like that's who you are. You're you're, you're splitting hairs, FP. You're completely wrong no, on this. I'm the you're guy that won't. I'm the guy that won't buy a TV a week before Black Friday because I know Black Friday is coming and it's going to be discounted. That's yes, what, but but you know what happens but, when you buy TV. But you're the guy. Friday? But you but you have money and you can buy the real TV, not the fake one with the stripped out components and exactly. one HDMI connection on Black Friday. <laughs> No, you're a hundred. You're so wrong on this. You are uh, so well, wrong. Look, it's two weeks away. We'll see what happens. It's this two is the weeks same away. Conversation 
FP, you and I had on the last pod that we were together, that we got to stop shopping at Marshalls, and sometimes you just got to go to the department store and buy the how, name brand stuff. How is Rosen and he sucked last year? Don't tell me he's name brand. <laughs> I did. Okay, uh, I, I can't. I'm done. Let's I'm move on. Redskins this. are trash. Let's just move okay. on. But, let's okay, move on let's, to our good team. Let's pivot back for a second here to last segment here on the on the caps. Okay. Uh, Kempney, I don't think anybody expected to actually see him skate again this season, but now we know for sure, right? His surgery was completed today. It was successful, but he's going to be out six months, four to six months. But let's be realistic. It's the rest of the season and most of the off season. And we hope to see him basically at the start of basically next season training camp, hopefully. Right. I mean, that's Do we know what the that surgery was. Is it, an it was a hamstring. It was a hamstring. hamstring. No, no, no. It was a torn hamstring. So look, FP, the Caps are your baby here, okay? What does this mean short-term for the Caps the rest of the way? I mean, they were – I know they had a chance to clinch the Metro. It didn't happen. They have another shot to do it. Uh, when is that game coming up? Is that tomorrow? Uh, no, to, we play somebody crappy, and then it's the, the Islanders. Yeah, so there's, it, there's, a, there's a shot still to get this, but what does this do for the team, for morale? And, and obviously, looking forward – this is my – look – I'm going to go into hockey Joe mode here for just a second. There's baseball Joe. This is hockey Joe. There's only two teams that can come out of the West, in my opinion, and they're both Canadian teams in the part of Canada that nobody realizes is part of Canada. Basically, they're part of Russia, which is Winnipeg and Calgary. All right. I, I think those are the best two teams in the Western Conference. I don't see anybody else having a real shot at getting past either of them and get, and making it to the to the cup final. In the Eastern Conference, though, it, it, tell me, boys, if you disagree with I mean, but I think there's like five teams that could potentially make it out of the out of the East. The Caps being one, the Pens, the what is it, the the whatever. What's the Carolina Tampa. team? Tampa, uh, Tampa for sure. Carolina is not yeah, there, There's a, well, there's a couple. Or, uh, there's a, there's more than two, but they're uh, it's it's just so wide open. I mean, it's very similar to last season. I think where Vegas kind of ran away with the West, and eventually they made it out uh, out of the West, but. I mean, FP, what, what does this do for the for the Caps on a night-in, night-out basis, knowing that we're basically, you know, going – we're basically in the playoffs now? So the relevance of this is Kempney was arguably one of the best guys that we had in our playoff push last year uh, when we brought him in after after the break, when he, he was our, our, uh, our, our signing after the break. The, the thing is, um, he – he was a great defenseman, but you can essentially replace him with juice, which we have been doing since he's gone out, and you haven't really struggled there. Uh, and then we went ahead and we brought up uh, Siegenthaler from the Bears as a reserve. So we're not necessarily missing anything. You just have to focus on the chemistry. And if you've been watching the last few games, you've seen that the Caps got hot uh, at the right time, and they destroyed Tampa, which is easily the best team in the league and they won the president's trophy and they did all of that so the concern isn't really as high um as i think a lot of people would imagine it to be uh this team is firing on all cylinders the offense is doing great Ovi just hit his 50 goal plateau and is at 51 right now i mean the the team is playing really really well and then the dud that they had yesterday against a really crappy florida panthers team it was it was it was phoenix copley it, 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 was, it was it was more no it was more crazy bounces right like one bounced off the ref and got deflected in and and it was it was it was a sloppy game but essentially from the homer standpoint you're like good they got it out of their system 
Let's get Holtby back in there. Let's take over the playoffs and, and let's move forward. Um, but comparing where you were last year to this year uh, with goalie controversy and uh, concerns with your, your scoring and all of that, none of those concerns are really there right now. Right now, the Cup goes through D.C. We're proven that we're probably the second best team in the East after Tampa, even though we just handled Tampa uh, on their home ice. So there's real no con- there's no real concern for the Caps right now. It, it's just going to be a grinded out, another exciting playoff hockey uh, environment for, for, for Caps fans. LP, where are you on the Defend the Cup series here going into the uh, NHL playoffs? I know you and I watched a ton of hockey last year by comparison to any year previous to that. And, of course, we got caught up in the hysteria as well. I kind of feel it building also this year. I think this is a different team, but I think the expectation is similar in that the best teams in the East are the best teams that were the best teams last year as well. I don't see why they they couldn't do it. Um, And at the same time, I I think it's ridiculous that we, we don't underscore Ovechkin going for 50 yet again. I mean, how can you just pencil somebody in for 50 goals? It's crazy. It's crazy. But we just expect it out of him. And and more often than not, over his career, he's delivered. It's just nuts. But, you know, I, I'm curious, LP, are you kind of feeling the same buzz in the city that you were last year going in? I mean, last year they didn't have a lot of expectations on them. You know, this year is obviously different in that regard. But what do you see or what do you feel? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a larger buzz, especially with the other teams kind of um, – doing a, a bunch of crap uh, here in D.C. But anyways, I, I think the monkeys off their back. They won a game seven last year. They won the cup last year. They're not the number one team this year. So the pressure is not on the Capitals. The pressure is on the Lightning. The pressure is on the Bruins, some of these other teams. I think the Capitals can recapture this magic. And I think, um, you know, the Kepney loss is, is horrible. But, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of adversity to – push you through these playoffs, and I think they have that. Uh, a fun fact to realize, last year the Caps had, if I'm not mistaken, three players to get over 20 goals. This year we have seven. Yeah. I, like the, This team right now, the, it, the monkey off the back statement is perfect. They're, they're literally just out there playing the hockey that they know and scoring. And, I mean, again, to, to echo Joe, for Ovi to hit 50 goals for eight seasons in a row, honestly, it's it's just Wayne Gretzky and Bossy on top of him. So generationally, Ovi is the guy. He is the guy that everybody growing up is going to be like, man, I want to be like Ovi. He's, it's just amazing to watch him happen. So NBA has LeBron. Right now we got Ovi. Or like it, It's just crazy. Well, and look, and I'm going to piggyback off of that and say that, uh, you know, mark this down for a pivot. Harper was that guy for this town. Right. The Nationals. Right. This entire town. Everybody had a Harper jersey. Everybody had, you know, everybody knew who who wore 34. Everybody was about Harper. Even like we were we were new to baseball altogether when and we watched him kind of like he's a son of D.C. Whether you whether regardless of how you feel about him today, he for many of us, he was our introduction to baseball. Yes, we had the stupid Orioles, but the, the second the Nats were announced or the Expos that became the Nats. Like the second that that took place, for the most part, us included, our allegiance to the Orioles, the little that what there was, was gone. And we became Nationals fans trying to figure out this baseball thing. Harper was that guy. Harper was the guy that put baseball on the map for us. Harper was the guy who, you know, showed up. And, and every time he stepped into the batter's box, there was a chance that he was going to do something special. 
And we saw it, of course, for whatever, seven, eight, nine seasons out of him while he was here. And to cap it all off, like in my mind, the, the, the lasting memory will be the home run derby, of course, that dramatic come from behind win. Like, so Bryce Harper, right? And I'll tell you, listening to his press conference a little bit ago, and and myself and um, and Stevie and Matt the Met, I think we're going to talk about this maybe post-game. Like, I, I've, I'm actually doing a 180 here. Like, I was really pissed, and we hate Bryce, and let's burn the jerseys and put the big X on the back. You know, I, I've actually come full circle on this. For, for one, I, I'll just share you, with you my thought on it. And then, uh, you know, I, I want to get your expectations for tonight's uh, for tonight's game, or maybe just for the first at bat uh, coming up here in a couple hours. But I like this move, and I like Bryce Harper a little bit more. But as a Nats fan, whether casual or hardcore, we finally have the thing we haven't had in in for the the, the entire lifespan of the Nationals, which is an actual rival. You know, for times it was the Braves because they hit a bunch of our batters. For times it was. Uh, the Mets because they made it to the World Series. For times it was Philly because everybody hates Philly. But now it's literally Philly, and it's because Harper is there, right? So I, I think there's actually this is going to take it to another level here in DC. But what as far as expectations, I'll give you guys two choices. Do you expect Harper to hit a home run off of Max? Option one, or option two? Do you expect Max to to basically buzz the tower or maybe even pluck him in the back? as a welcome back to DC and just go just basically hit him with the first pitch. If you had to pick one of those two, which one are you picking? Oh, come on. We're in DC. Number option A is definitely happening. That's just, just our luck. <laughs> the, the baseball curse is here. <laughs> the I don't think, under- I don't think he'll be able to do it for the whole season. I mean, I, I personally, I don't think it's a huge loss, um, especially for the money that he was making, even though he could have made a lot more. I don't think it's a loss to the Nationals. I, I agree with the thinking there of not signing him to that massive contract. Um, and we've seen this from him before, right? Beginning of the season, he gets hot. You know, April yeah, he's, he's a, May, he's he's a beast June, in April. He pulls off, right? July, he's April. hurt. August, he's hurt. September, you know. So we've seen this before. But I, I fully expect him to hit a homer off the first pitch tonight. FP, where I'm, I'm, I'm going to hope that he gets uh, a strikeout and does nothing and then we all can boo him and laugh at him uh, and just keep the pissed off rivalry going from the first second to the end of the 13 years. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm sad he left as him being like one of the, the, the bright spots of the Nats and he got us the national media coverage. But at that same time, everyone was saying he never really took the leadership role in the clubhouse. I was always Mad Max's place. Um, and they're all saying the clubhouse right now is just going to be a little bit calmer, a little bit more energetic with Soto and all of them coming in. Um, and I'm actually excited to see what the Nats can achieve with uh, a locker room that's kind of gelling a little bit more and isn't interrupted with all these national media guys coming in there and poking and prodding and doing all that stuff. So I, I'm excited to see what happens without Bryce. And I think Hopefully we can figure it out and, and we can stop doing the, the sloppy errors that we were promised we weren't going to be committing anymore. One thing on the booze, I don't really get the booze because it's not like the Nats had a comparable offer. Their offer was far worse. I mean, and any human being would take the more money and go somewhere else. I mean, it's really an apples to oranges contract, what the Nats did and what the, the Phillies offered. So I don't get the booing because if we were in that situation, we would have done the exact same thing. 
But with that said, I mean, I mean, you why, you just boo, like you him? just boo for the reason that you boo when when the Redskins are going to face Kirk and the Vikings. It's just it's just what you do as a as a homer. You just got to boo the guy that kind of left you high and dry for whatever the reason is. You boo him, unless you do what Ovi has done. Like if Ovi were to ever leave and come back, he would get the standing o, the applause, the, the it's the LeBron, it's the LeBron right. thing, right? Right. So. I don't. Bryce never really did enough to get that. You know what I mean. Kirk never did enough to get that. So That's you boo them. That's true. Especially filling. Yeah, I, I look. I think there's just something weird about uh, like grown people booing each other. I understand it. I don't mind it. Like I, I get it. You can do whatever you want. You're paying money to go, and if you want to heckle him, go for it. But I think that you know, if we took a step, if we really take a step back especially anybody with kids or anybody that's, that's new to baseball over the last decade, he's done a lot for this town. Maybe, maybe not from a, like a community perspective, but on the field, he's made a lot of us care about something. Otherwise we probably wouldn't have cared about it. If the nationals were a 500 or worse, a ball club for the last for seven of the last 10 years or five of the last seven years or three of the last five years or whatever it is without Harper, how many of us would actually care and how many of us would be, you know, how regularly would we talk about them on the podcast or would they come up on sports talk radio? So I think if you really take a step back, the impact he's had on baseball has been tremendous in our town. Um, now, it hasn't amounted to any meaningful postseason victories or anything like that. But, you know, again, he's he's up. He's just up 95. We're going to see a lot of him over the next 10 to 13 years. And there's space here for, uh, you know, there's space here now for the other studs on this team, the young guys. Uh, most notably in my mind is Trey Turner to get up here and, and do something right. And then Juan Soto is going to be around for a while. Like you can find another bat. And that's what Steve always says, right? You can find another bat. And, uh, but for, at least for tonight, you know, I, I hope, uh, I, I don't want to see him succeed of course, at the expense of the nationals, but I, I'm still really excited. This is, this is must watch uh, TV tonight, seven Oh five. Right. I mean, it's, it's must watch at least that first at bat. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't Any agree. I don't thoughts? agree with you. Can find another bat because they needed a bat every postseason for the past five years, and they weren't able to find one. So okay, but he wasn't. He wasn't the guy then, right? Yeah. Exactly. He wasn't so. the guy. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Final thoughts. FP, you first. Uh, good news. Trent Williams doesn't miss the entire season, which was kind of a shocker to everybody that he had like a brain tumor, uh, and it got fixed. And the concern that he was going to miss the whole season is not a concern anymore. Uh, but other than that, uh, everyone get ready for some really exciting Caps playoff hockey. LP. I want everyone to get on Twitter, to hit that search button, and to type in Wayne Rooney. And tell me that guy has not changed soccer in D.C. for at least the next few years. Amazing Ugh. what that guy is doing. Snore. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Did you see his goal? I did see the goal, but come on, you guys yes. can't end on baseball and then soccer. Like, I, I'm all I care about right now is the Gunners have moved to third place in the EPL. Okay, it looks like Liverpool's going to run run away with it, but Gunners are sitting uh, comfortably on 63 in third place. They look great right now. That's what snore. I care about. Don't talk to me. Snore. Don't talk to me about week three of the MLS season. Can we literally <laughs> nobody cares about that. I'll, I'll talk to you about the EPL when we get some playoffs there. Well, you no don't need playoffs. playoffs. The system ridiculous. is perfect. It's the no, it's best. Not. It's the best system. Could you imagine playoffs. if the bottom five teams out of the NBA had to go play in the G League for uh, for a season? How I much like better that. would it make the NBA? I do like yeah, that. of course, of course. But, 
But you need to have a championship game. How can you have no championship game? You don't need a championship game. It's it, every game is a championship game. You're chasing. Speak, the, the speaking ultimate. of championship game, we didn't even touch Final Four and Duke going out and Virginia uh, finally making it. I don't care about the NCAA tournament. I think that's been well documented on this podcast over the years. Uh, almost as much as I don't care about soccer. No, I mean I care a little bit more, <laughs> but it's it, there's there's no attachment to college basketball anymore. The, the the only silver lining here for for DC sports fans is that UVA has a clear shot now to win the whole thing, which would be amazing. Um, but like everybody, Zion is amazing. He's the best thing since bread or whatever. No, he's not. He's a he's a slightly above average collegiate basketball player. He will be. Oh, sorry. He's a he's a he's a he's an ex, he's actually a very good college basketball player. Um, he will be a slightly above average NBA player. I mean, the ceiling is is very high on him. I just don't see what everybody else sees. He's he's doesn't really seem to care about playing defense. And arguably, I think I think Barrett was a better player anyway on the team. But the yeah, I don't I don't care enough to to go into it any more than that. All right, I'm good with it. Let's wrap this up. All right, thank you everybody for listening. How about that for a cold stop? DTC <laughs> defeating the curse, rebranded as defending the cup for all caps podcasts coming up during their. Uh, their, their cup defense here starting in just a couple days. Bryce visits the Nationals happening in a couple hours. Look for a podcast shortly after the game. Uh, Stevie, myself, Matt the Met, and we'll see who else wants to join and kind of talk about what happened or what we saw happen at Nets Park uh, in just a couple hours here. Stay tuned for more Redskins stuff related to the draft and do they make a trade for another for a quarterback? Do they go from no quarterback to three quarterbacks? We'll see what happens there. Wizards, Ernie's gone. We'll see what happens with the contracts and how they go about replacing him. And obviously with – who do I leave out? I missed somebody. I had a thought and now I forgot. It doesn't even matter. Thank you for listening. This has been Defeating the Curse. Find us on Spotify, Google Play, uh, iTunes, and everywhere else you can find uh, podcasts. Check out the website. Check out us. Find us on social media. Say hello. Thank you for so much for listening. For LP and FP, my name is Joe. We are out.